Welcome to Living Life. Hey, do you remember in, in, when Jesus was entering Jerusalem for the last time and the crowd was laying palm branches before him and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were actually saying, save us, our king. They were referring to him as king. But Jesus is actually the king of kings. There were two basic uh, characteristics or attributes that Jesus entered that city with that we saw all throughout Jesus' ministry and that we see in who he is. One was his humility and two was his obedience. Jesus was a king of kings, but for Israel's kings, as we will see today in the passage, this humility and this obedience is expected of every king that would ever rule over Israel. So let's take a look at the passage today and see how all this plays out in the passage. Deuteronomy chapter 17 verses 14 through 20. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, and have taken possession of it, and settled in it, and you say, Let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you a king the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your fellow Israelites. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not an Israelite. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. When he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law taken from that of the Levitical priests. It is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and these degrees, and not consider himself better than his fellow Israelites and turn from the law to the right or to the left. Then he and his descendants will reign a long time over his kingdom in Israel. Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, let's get into the passage. Uh, this is a very exciting passage. The Israelites are now at the doorsteps of entering into the promised land, into the land of Canaan. That God had promised them after the 40 years of in the wilderness, and now they're ready to enter the land. But then Moses tells them, before you enter the land, here's some things that you should remember. Remember God's laws his, in his decrees, and remember the ways of God when you enter the land. And when you settle the land, when you take possession of the land, when you do that, and then you say to the Lord, we want a king like the other nations. Remember that when you say that the king has certain requirements and the king should be a certain type of king. The first thing is that king must not be a foreigner. That king must be an Israelite. 
and that king must be a king of the Lord's own choosing, not what you think the king should be, but of the Lord's own choosing. There should be a humility and there should be an obedience to that king, that that king is humble before the Lord and obedient to the Lord God. What else should that king have? If that king is to rule successfully and rule uh, under the authority of God, that king must not have many foreign wives. Yes, in those times it was a, it was a means of forming political alliances, but also the danger was is that king's heart could be led astray from God, and that king could turn to worshiping the idols of those foreign wives. The king should also not have many horses, such that a military, an army would be built because horses uh, were very needful as far as chariots, and they were also very important with respect to building a mighty army. The Lord, so Moses was very concerned that the king would put more emphasis on military strength rather than God's strength. Also, this king must not be inclined for much silver and gold, meaning that he must not lust for material wealth, but instead that king should lust for God. So to be a king under the authority of God, obedient and humble, these were some of the things that the king must not do. But Moses didn't stop there. Moses then talked about what that king must do to be a good king in the sight of the Lord and to be helpful and beneficial to the people. Moses said that this king, first of all, must copy on a scroll the laws of God. Those laws that were mentioned uh, in not Deuteronomy as a second, but in Leviticus and in Exodus, uh, in Numbers, some, and also the ways of God. So that king should copy on a scroll the laws of God. Not only that, but this king should read the law all the day of his life. So every day, this king must grow spiritually before the Lord as he reads the law all the days of his life. Because as this king grows and as he transfers this knowledge to the people, the people will grow too. So as the king grows spiritually, the people will grow spiritually as well. In addition to that, which I think is probably one of the most important things that Moses said about this king is this king should not consider himself better than the people that he serves. Wow. You know what? I know a king of kings that did not consider himself better than the people that he served. The Bible says that who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he gave himself up and made himself nothing, taking on even the form of a servant or a slave. And being found in human likeness, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, yes, Jesus, is the king that I'm talking about. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess of those in heaven, 
those on the earth and those under the earth, all to the glory of God the Father. Yes, Jesus not only is a king, but he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he showed his humility in coming and taking the form of a slave, a bond so that he might lift us all up. He who became poor has made us rich. Yes, this is Jesus. The Bible also says in Philippians that he considered, consider others not better than yourselves. Look not only to your own interests, but look to the interests of others. Our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who is our King. Do you know this King, this humble yet obedient King? Do you know him personally? Or do you just have knowledge about this king? Maybe you've read about this king, but today you can know this king personally for yourself. Today can be your day to fall in love with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time, this opportunity to be in your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity just to hear your word, Father, proclaim your word and the truth of your word that we might grow and that we might change and that we might become all that you desire for us to be. We pray all this in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Sim, sim.